0: Right, the uh, reason for making this recording, uh, well uh, actually it's more of a confession if truth be known, is because I'm retiring and it's safe to to disclose a few details of how I made my fortune. Uh, What I'm about to disclose is, uh, well how should I say, Um, politically sensitive, yeah that would be true, and could certainly compromise certain people in power. So uh, many details will be left unsaid. I'll call myself Mr A Jones, leave it vague like that. The exact dates where I operated and who I worked with will not be disclosed. Uh, Thanks to numerous official secrets acts in various countries, this information will be taken to my grave. Otherwise, what I'm about to tell you is absolutely true. Amazing, maybe, uh, to some, unbelievable. But truth, nonetheless, Now look, 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 look. Please do not misunderstand me. I am not ashamed by what I achieved. It's just that some truths are best kept secret. Right. uh, OK, where do I start? Oh, yes, yes, yes. The most important detail about me. Namely, I was born deaf. Uh, A slight exaggeration as I have a little hearing, but was still diagnosed at an early age with anacusis. have worn powerful hearing aids all my life. My current model is the uh, Signia, maybe, you know it. Good, nice piece of kit, actually. As with anyone who's deprived of one of their senses, the good ones uh, take the strain. Become more attuned. In my case, my eyesight is second to none. The other problem with deafness is that you tend to live in your own little world. Need to recognise that friends will be few and far between, so come on, best get on with yourself. Become your own best friend. As a result, I was the ultimate loner, a bedroom nerd. As I had a disability, I set out to learn as much about deafness as there was to know. Uh, Well, I guess, subconsciously, I hoped to discover a cure. Mm, Unlikely in my case, as I had sensorial hearing loss caused by damage to the inner ear. It can't be treated. Still, I I lived in hope. I was particularly fascinated by the so-called McGurk effect. It was the psychologist Harry McGurk who proved that your brain can let visual information override auditory information. You know, I really find that fascinating. But what really captured my attention was the knowledge that hearing loss is not just an ear issue. We actually hear with the brain. Let me me repeat that. You hear with the brain, and the ears are the root that makes the sounds take it on its way to the brain, where hearing actually occurs. I love that. So, anyway, while my peers were engrossed in social media, drinking and dating, there I was in my bedroom, buried in scientific papers about auditory controls. It became a passion, which, oh, well, okay, I admit, it grew into an obsession. The more I learned, the more I experimented, developing my sensory powers. With trial and error, I re-engineered my hearing aids into sensory enhancers. Combined with my learning technique, I found after years of practice, I could hear any individual I focused 100% on. Yeah, 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 you heard that right. Even without hearing aids, I could hear on a one-to-one Basis. In fact, I could hear people even with their backs to me at up to 30 feet. Uh, well, okay, not where there was intrusive background noise, such as on a London Underground platform or seated in a busy minimalistic restaurant. The only disadvantage at that time was that people got spooked if they caught me staring at them intently. So at that time of my life, I started wearing mirror sunglasses. I guess I must have looked like a secret service agent. But let me make this absolutely clear. To achieve what I regard as a miraculous feat, I had to instruct my eye muscles to focus on who was speaking. Concentrate absolutely to ensure gaze to stability. If anything distracted me, I lost concentration and then the link was lost. No mean feat, eh? Yeah, well, I think so anyway. I was so excited by my technique that I called it the Babel Ear. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Bet you know where that comes from. I was indeed inspired by, by, by my favourite sci-fi book, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. As you probably know, it features the Babelfish, a creature which could translate brainwaves. In effect, translate all languages for anyone who had a Babelfish placed in the brain. Oh, come on, well, load of nonsense, of course, but a bit of fun. But I thought the name Babel Ear was an apt tribute to my favourite author. Make no mistake, though, what I was doing was real. Believe me, it took more than a decade of training to achieve an acceptable level of success, plus many a long night developing the sensory ear enhancers. Hmm. Okay, so I hear you ask. Oh whoops sorry sorry about that pun if i could prove my technique why haven't you heard of it why isn't the ear a game changer for deaf people hmm it's a good question well okay i hit three barriers the biggest was that hearing aids are excellent at letting wearers hear conversations and thus live a normal life all i could offer was an isolated conversation one at a time secondly Training was required. Those who had learnt sign language could not understand the benefits of learning a new system, which offered poorer results. Yeah, fair point. Lip readers, in fact, derided my system. I remember what one of them said, um, yeah, I-, I can follow conversations with a whole group with their face on, one told me. Uh, OK, your Babel gadget's very clever. I, I, I get it. I can listen into a speaker's talk, even if they uh, facing away. But you, you can only do it one at a time. Uh, anyway, if the person is facing away, the speaker is probably not talking to me anyway. So, well, who cares? M- not worth the effort, mate. Thirdly, hearing aid manufacturers wanted to defend their market, and undoubtedly there was less money to be made out of the Babel ear. Thus, I hit a brick wall. To use modern business to speak, I put Babel ear on the back burner. But just because no one was interested in my invention, that didn't deter me. I was a deaf man on a mission. One day, when went out with my devices. I happened to put them into my ears while sitting on a bench in an almost empty park. Twenty yards away were some yummy mums chatting away about nothing in particular. So I swung my head away to gaze across the meadow. I could hear voices where there were no people to be heard. I I say voices. Actually, in those early days, it all sounded sort of muffled, like hearing people speak through a wall. It was not possible to understand what was being said, and yet, uh, and yet, and yet, yet, yet the voices sounded familiar. There was no obvious explanation. From then on, I tried focusing on unoccupied spaces wherever I went. And indeed, wherever there should have been silence, there were voices. The more I listened, the more I puzzled. I spoke to friends and their suggestions were... Oh, uh, hang on, uh, let me try and remember. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Two of them said I must be tapping into a parallel universe. Uh, You may remember this was a popular concept in those days to justify quantum mechanics, string theory, and, well, goodness knows what else. Others said my device must be picking up voices from the spirit world. Other so-called friends said hearing voices was a sign of pending madness. So, best put myself into the loony bin immediately. (laughs) Yeah, ha, ha, blimey, ha. Anyway, all too fanciful for my liking. A far more obvious explanation must be staring me in the face. After hours of listening, the answer hit me in a moment of inspiration. The voices were me. Yes, me. The inner thoughts we all have. No, no, no. Not hearing voices. Simply. Projecting voices, you know, the debates we have inside our heads. The reason I had not heard them before was because they were drowned out by the incessant chatter of all those around us. Put simply, my healthy reasoning was wanting to be heard. I chewed over the implication of these projected voices for many weeks and it became obvious that they were only a recent manifestation. As it was apparent no one else could hear them, it had to be assumed they were a byproduct of my heightening hearing skill. Using my technique of forced concentration to enable listening at such an enhanced level, I had accidentally found a way to project thoughts. The Babel ear had come of age. It could both listen and transmit. No, 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 that opened up a whole new world of wonderment. If my inner thoughts could be channeled into thin air, why could they not be projected to specific people? If I could hear people speak without seeing their face, maybe they could subliminally hear me. And so... The Babel ear started a new period of refinement. After five further years of research, two million pounds spent on techno wizardry needed to fine tune the ear enhancer, I was able at last to send thoughts to people who I focused on. Now, look, okay, okay, in case you doubt the validity of my claims, Remember, your eyes and ears are physically linked by a nerve pathways responsible for the vestibular ocular reflex, or VOR to you and I. As this reflex connects the inner ear to the muscles responsible for the movement of your eyes, all I had done was enhance the process. Hmm. Okay, now, before you attack me for brainwashing people, I must make it clear. I have never, never, never been able to control people's thoughts. I am no mind control freak. What I proved was achievable was to subconsciously give people new things to think about. New ways of reasoning, new ways of looking at issues that previously had not occurred to them. Hmm. If that still sounds fanciful... Don't forget that sleep-learning is a similar idea. The beauty of Babel ear was it overcame the not-invented-here syndrome. You know, when someone comes up with a bright idea, but everyone opposes it because they did not think of it themselves. With the Babel ear Mark II, targets can come up with your ideas themselves subconsciously. They may well reject the suggested thought, but at least I could give them cause to stop and think. The point is, it worked. I proved I could plant ideas in people's minds. For the Finnish Mark II version, I did not waste time marketing the idea to commerce, but went directly to the government. No no matter which ones, let me just say many were very interested so interested in fact that my minimum fee of 10,000 pounds to sit in on a decisive policy meeting soon rose to 80,000 pounds yet yeah, you heard that right 80,000 pounds for a few hours work sitting in silence at the back of a meeting where a breakthrough decision was needed my job my job was simply to focus on opposing delegates and project pre-agreed messages Many times I failed to influence the outcome, but such was my success that within a few years I had more than enough money to retire on. Hmm. What issues did I influence? No, 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 (laughs) no. Come on, that would be telling. So let me just end with a warning. I bet, yes, I bet you boast you have an open mind. Everyone says that. Really? (laughs) Well, the trouble with having an open mind is that people will insist on coming along and trying to put things in it. People like me. So, whose thoughts will you be thinking today?